good day and welcome to the FIFA World Cup podcast for today, the 30th of December in the year of our Lord. We are just one day away to 2022. Wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, wherever you are in the whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, Americas, Asia, Europe, and Oceania, welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. I have love for sports. I want to know where you tune in. And where you do the listening for our special podcast, the FIFA World Cup show from. Let me know in the comment section where you are and how your holidays has been like for you. I want to know. But on this special note and on this very special occasion, let me use this opportunity. As we're getting ready to wrap up with 2021 and usher in. 2022 in the next few hours it is important you know what you want in life and where you are and why you are here and choose to do the right things to get you where you want to be life is a journey of self not a context with anyone else after yourself as an individual strive to do your best each and every passing day whether you sweep the streets, you take out rubbish, or apply for a dream job. No matter what happens, someone will be greater, another smaller than you. However, be thankful as you learn your lessons. And most importantly, be happy as you grow from God's grace and favor. Happy New Year in advance to my cherished audience and listeners and a happy 2022. On the show tonight, we'll be looking at one of the most shocking moments in FIFA World Cup history. On the biggest stage of all, we, as spectators and key stakeholders of the game, watch in anticipation as football's greatest players all come together for the most phenomenal competition on earth. We watch eagerly and continue to do so for the football alone. But when a moment of insanity takes place at a World Cup, you can hear the hearts of an entire nation skip a bit. We have been blessed with a few frantic moments in the history of the World Cup, some bearing more significance than others, but they have all cemented a special place in our footballing memories. Let's take a look back at some of the craziest moments the World Cup has had to offer. And we look back at Schumacher's shocking collusion on Batterson at the Spain 1982 World Cup. In that game between West Germany versus France, let's take a look back at that moment. Germany versus France, one of the most dramatic matches in FIFA World Cup history. Admits the chaos was one rash moment 
that is forever remembered as one of the most shocking challenges on a football pitch. This was a heavyweight semi-final at the 1982 FIFA World Cup Spain. Both West Germany and France were in fine form and an electric match was expected. However, no one had forecast just how highly charged it would be. Pierre Litbarski gave West Germany the lead 17 minutes in. Litbarski! 1-0 Germany! Pierre Litbarski! But this advantage didn't last long, as France captain Michel Platini evened the game up from the penalty spot. 1-1. Never in doubt, was it? The tension grew. Neither team could find a breakthrough. Chance here, maybe. Litbarski! Oh, it was a great chance. And then, in the 57th minute, substitute Patrick Batiston found himself through on goal with only goalkeeper Harold Schumacher to be. Lovely ball in. Batiston could be in. He looks in trouble here, Batiston. Let's have another look at this. Oh, he's caught by the... Oh, dear. Horrible challenge by the goalkeeper, Harold Schumacher. Having only been on the field for 10 minutes, Batistan was stretched off. This brutal collision would leave him missing teeth and suffering a concussion. Schumacher, on the other hand, took his goal kick and play resumed. However, the drama did not end there. The game went to extra time, where France immediately raced ahead. First, Marius Trezor, then Alain Gires, and Les Blues had one foot in the final. But West Germany quickly turned it around. Super sub Karl Heinz Rubenegger immediately pulled one back before Klaus Fischer sent the game to a penalty shootout. Having previously been the villain who would now become the hero, but Harald Schumacher. The fearless goalkeeper was alert to save two penalties, break French hearts, and send the Germans through. It was a sensational end to an astounding match that, although action-packed, would for some fans be overshadowed by that unfortunate incident, a bizarre, reckless moment of madness. That was certainly a bizarre and reckless moment of madness in that game. Yet another one we'll be looking at was the day Zinedine Zidane drew the curtains on a glittering career, but in a crazy fashion. An absolutely phenomenal career littered with silverware came to an unromantic and abrupt end in the 2006 World Cup final. Zinedine Zidane, one of the game's greats, would be playing the final game of his career against Italy on the absolute biggest stage, the race, where success would have saw him bow out in a deserved fashion. However, Marco Materazzi and Francis number 10 became embroiled in a war of words on the pitch, leading to Zidane planting his head into the Italian's chest. He was duly given his marching orders. France subsequently lost the game 
and a legacy that deserved a fitting send-off received the most notorious finale. Let's get a glimpse of that most shocking moment in FIFA World Cup history when France and Italy were locked in a stalemate deep in extra time in the 2006 final when Zinedine Zidane stunned the watching world with a headbutt on Marco Matarazzi. Let's take that moment. It wasn't supposed to end this way. One of the game's greatest ever players playing his last game as a professional in the biggest fixture on the planet. What was Zidane thinking of? It would be historic, but not in a way that anyone could ever have predicted. And it is a red card for Zidane! Zinedine Zidane wasn't even supposed to be there, having initially retired from international football two years earlier. But here he was, 34 years old, persuaded to play again, representing France at the 2006 FIFA World Cup Germany. He proved to be his country's talisman, captaining his side as he almost single-handedly led them to the final. Zidane scored in the round of 16 win over Spain in the semi-final against Portugal and had assisted Thierry Henry's quarter-final winner against Brazil. And he will take a free kick here for the French. France have the lead! These performances would earn him the Adidas Golden Ball Award as the tournament's outstanding player. However... It was what happened in the final that would draw the world's attention like never before. That fateful night in Berlin, the last game he would ever play, a second World Cup trophy at stake. Zidane gives France the lead in the most audacious fashion. He said it in Zidane here. France and Zidane on course for signing off his career in style. But Italy would equalize no more than a dozen minutes later. Pelos Corner, Italy, trailed by a goal and a level. A goal scored by defender Marco Materazzi. Zidane and Materazzi both on the score sheet. The game tied. Into extra time, and Zidane had the chance to write his own glorious ending. How different things might have been had this header been as precise as his two in the World Cup final eight years before. Five minutes later, the moment came. As Italy thwart an attack and clear their lines, Zidane jogs past Materazzi. Words are exchanged, and then it happens. He's just headed Matarazzi in the middle of the chest. What was Zidane thinking of? Zinedine Zidane's career ends with being sent off in the World Cup final. Zidane paid the price, and so too did his teammates. Oh, and he's in the woodwork. Despite the drama, Matarazzi and the Italians kept their cool in the shootout. And it's Grosso. If he scores, Italy have won the World Cup. They have! Perhaps the most iconic image of the 2006 World Cup 
isn't of the winning captain, Fabio Cannavaro, lifting the trophy, but of Zidane's lonely walk back past the trophy as he leaves the pitch. Zidane, the flawed genius, with a final shocking chapter in his legacy, walked off never to play again. The end of a great footballing career marked by a moment of madness. Yes, that was Zidane, a footballing genius, taking that lonely walk past the World Cup trophy. And that was coincidentally his last time at the World Cup. That was one of the most shocking moments and bizarre moments in the history of the World Cup. Luis Suarez crashed the hopes of a nation. This moment saw Luis Suarez become a national hero in his home nation and an enemy in Africa for the remainder of his days. Ghana were centimeters away from becoming the first African team to reach the World Cup semi-finals, only for Uruguay's number nine to punch the ball off the line in a bizarre moment of instinct. The Black Stars missed the consequential penalty and went on to lose the resulting penalty shootout. Suarez's risk had paid off, but Uruguay's success came via evil circumstances. At the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, Uruguay were looking to qualify for their first World Cup semi-finals since 1970. They were up against an Asamoajan-inspired Ghana, aiming to become the first African team ever to make the World Cup Final Four. Let's take that moment. That was one of the most bizarre moments and shocking moments of madness in the history of the World Cup. As Suarez goes, something seems to happen. It was no different at the 2010 FIFA World Cup South Africa. The uh, referee's assistant is bagging. There's a red card coming out as well. Uh, Suarez is sent off. Uruguay were looking to qualify for their first FIFA World Cup semi-final since 1970. They were up against a fierce Ghana side, aiming to become the first African team to ever make the final four. It would be a tale with a cruel twist right at the very end. Suarez was in the thick of it from the start. It was going to take something special to beat this valiant Ghana side. Las Celes tried to use their renowned physical state of play, but the Black Stars were capable of matching this, lending the game a ferocious energy. On the stroke of halftime, Sully Montari picked up the ball, and Ghana found their breakthrough. Montari goes for goal! 15 seconds on the clock in the opening half. Africa strikes. Ghana strikes. Sully Montari strikes. The lead didn't last long. Ten minutes into the second half, another poor challenge gave Uruguay a free kick on the edge of the area. Diego Forlan, a crucial moment in the match for Uruguay! Goal, Forlan! Clinically struck. And that's what makes him such a dangerous player. Kingston couldn't get anywhere near it. 
Both teams were now desperate for a winning goal. Ghana couldn't finish a series of golden counter-attacks, while Suarez missed chances of his own. Ghana pushed for a winner in extra time. It looked as if they had the better of Uruguay, that they were on the verge of a historic goal. The South Americans were pinned into their own half, everyone back to defend, including Suarez. The Celeste fighting spirit had kicked in. These players were not going to give up easily. It was in that moment of defensive desperation as the game built to its frenetic climax that Suarez proved he would do whatever it took to win. What a finish to the match. We saw the handball and Suarez is sent off. But it was far from over. Asamwa Jian has the opportunity to send Ghana into the semi-finals of the World Cup. And he hits the bar. Smarbeth had single-handedly guided his team through to a penalty shootout. Forland scores 1-0 Uruguay. He's got to beat the goalkeeper this time, and he has done. Emphatically driven low. John Benson sees the shot saved by Muslera. Who blasts straight over the top, but the advantage is lost. And this is saved as well. It is a chip you've ever seen and it's good enough to take the South Americans into the semi-finals of the World Cup As the Black Stars lay distraught, Uruguay celebrated. This is not the way they had intended to qualify but they were through In the end, Luis Suarez allowed his competitive impulse to shine through. He was a player determined to win at all costs Yes, I describe Luis Suarez as a competitive imposter who denied Ghana and Africa a place in the final four of the World Cup at that moment at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Yet another moment is Diego Maradona and the hand of God. It needs no explanation. Diego Maradona's hand of God goal against England at the 1986 World Cup is one of the strangest moments in the tournament's history. The diminutive Argentine star leapt into the air to challenge Peter Shilton in an aerial battle and surprisingly came out on top as the ball bounced into the net. However, replays showed that Maradona had used his hand to nudge the ball past the England number one. He did, however, score one of the tournament's greatest goals in the same game. So we, we will let him off the hook? That's a question for the gods of football to answer. Yet another shocking moment was when Germany humiliated Brazil inside the Maracanã at the 2014 World Cup. 5-0 up inside 30 minutes and eventually 7-1 winners against the Brazil side on their own turf. Germany utterly humiliated the Samba boys in the 2014 semi-final. So much that it felt like the locals were in tears. It left the locals in tears utterly disrupted. 
one tiny silver lining perhaps would be the fact that the Germans went on to win the final. However, the result was one of the craziest in footballing history and will be forever remembered. Unless you're a German, it was like washing and watching a car crash in a slow motion. Another loving moment, yet craziest in the history of the World Cup. The big boys are humbled early in Russia. It's fair to say the Summer's World Cup has produced some wonderful surprises. Perhaps not if you are German or Spanish. Having been drawn in a group consisting of Mexico, South Korea and Sweden, many expected the oldest Germany to at least progress through the round of 16. However, Lowe's men failed spectacularly. The Germans amazingly finished the bottom of their group, losing to Mexico and South Korea in embarrassing fashion, bowing out with barely a whimper. Spain came into the tournament in bizarre fashion, sacking their coach days before the start of the competition. But La Roja had crushed Argentina 6-1 in a pre-tournament friendly and the quality in their squad was impeccable with World Cup and Champions League winners are plenty. After unconvincingly progressing through the crash, the group, a clash with the Russian host in the first knockout stage looked testing, but not a real danger. Spain's control of the ball couldn't bring the goals they hoped for. Russia, the lowest-ranked team in the world at the time, and at the World Cup at number 17 in the world, hung on and hung on to a 1-1 scoreline before flawlessly converting all their penalties to send the nation into delirium. It will remain one of the biggest knockouts, upsets in World Cup history. I remember the streets of Moscow was set ablaze with that wonderful moment when Russia beat Spain to progress to the next stage of the World Cup. The next craziest moment for me was Frank Lampard's goal that never was. In what was perhaps a moment of great closure for Germans still bearing the pain of Sir Haas' arguably second goal in the 1966 final. Frank Lampard's goal that never was in the 2010 round of 16th stage is one of the most stunning moments in recent World Cup memory. With the score at 2-1, the then Chelsea midfielder struck a fine shot beyond Manuel Neuer, which clipped the underside of the crossbar, crossing the line by a good distance before bouncing back into Neuer's gloves. However, officials never gave the goal, deeming that it hadn't in fact crossed the line. It's fine though, completely forgotten, not bitter at all. Whatever it was, it was never a goal. But that moment redefined football and led to the introduction of the goal line 
technology. Another moment at the World Cup is the Battle of Nuremberg. What was the Battle of Nuremberg about at the, 2000, at the 2006 World Cup in Germany? 16 yellow cards and four red cards were brandished, a record for a single FIFA World Cup game. Let's take that moment when the players, Van Broncos, Deco, Costino, and Khalid received the marching orders in a record of a single FIFA World Cup game. Royal from start to finish. This might be known one day as the Battle of Nuremberg. The stage was set. Portugal versus the Netherlands in the round of 16 at the 2006 FIFA World Cup Germany. Two great footballing nations. The world expected goals and beautiful football. But what it received was anything but. This has to be the most volatile match of the World Cup final so far. Portugal had won all three of their group stage matches and the Netherlands were also unbeaten. This was said to be a mouth-watering tie taking place at the then-named Frankenstadion in Nuremberg, Germany. Just two minutes into the game, Mark van Bommel picked up a yellow card for a lunging foul on Ronaldo. Caught by van Bommel, and it's a yellow card early on for the Dutch midfield player. The tone was set. The Battle of Nuremberg had begun. And meanwhile, the referee's going back to Maniche, showing him a yellow card. Midway in the first half, the foul stopped long enough to allow the game's only goal to be scored. It was a short glimpse at what this match could have been. 1-0 to Portugal! Unfortunately, it remained only that, a short glimpse. The heavy challenges continued. Costini is going to get a yellow card here. And the first casualty of war soon emerged. His participation in this game appears to be over. Cristiano Ronaldo was substituted after sustaining a knee injury from multiple heavy tackles. He's fighting back the tears. Let's hope his FIFA World Cup is not over. Amid all the violent challenges, the first red card was in fact produced after Costinha's cynical handball turned him a second booking. It's Costinha's second yellow card and he's off. I think there's a deliberate handball. All problems here for Portugal. Into the second half, and the 15-minute halftime break had done nothing to quell the tempers of the two teams. Deco's foul. Oh dear, Luis Figo has just headbutted Van Bommel. And the referee has just shown him a card. Luis Figo was maybe lucky to escape a red card for a clash of heads with Van Bommel. So Khalid Wurz enacted his own form of justice. Unfortunately for the Dutch defender, the referee didn't take to this kindly. This act of aggression raised the temperature even higher. And there's a fight breaking out here. Oya getting involved unnecessarily, and the referee's going to have to take a firm hand in this football match. It's just getting a little bit nasty out there. I think, uh, oh! Another flare-up saw three players booked for their roles in one incident. As the benches got involved in the pushing and shoving, there were two more Portuguese cautions. Before Deco got himself an early bath. This is just getting silly. Deco, that's his second yellow. He 
pays off. With a man advantage, the Netherlands pushed for an equalizing goal. However, within this crazy game, it just wouldn't come. And then, there was still time for the last card of the night. Giovanni van Bronckhorst, he's already been yellow carded. It's another red here. Four red cards. Over the course of the match, Russian referee Valentin Ivanov issued a World Cup record 16 bookings and four red cards. Portugal ultimately came away from this battle the victors and advanced to the quarterfinals. After the final whistle, Barcelona teammates Deco and Van Bronckhorst were spotted roughly sitting next to each other on the sidelines, wondering what had just happened. It was a rare show of comradeship between opposition players in an otherwise bizarre match, with many moments of madness. Yes, this game had many moments of madness. Yet, surprisingly, at the end of 90 minutes, we saw a rare display and show of comradeship and friendship between the players. Well, that is yet another moment for the gods of football. It's been fun, exciting, coming your way with the most shocking moments in FIFA World Cup history. I have enjoyed myself and I hope you have enjoyed yourself as much as I have. And it's been great. It's been lovely coming your way throughout the year with the FIFA World Cup show. Next year, 2022, promises to be an exciting and a loving year as we look forward to the World Cup itself in Qatar. Until same time next year, 2022, stay blessed, stay strong and healthy. It's adios for now. Bye.